16, Judges chapter number 16, and looking at verses 23 through 30, Judges chapter 16, and uh, verses number 23 through 30, and also want to jump over to Psalms chapter number 84, and uh, verses 5 through 7, Judges chapter number 16, and verse number 23. Judges 16 and verse 23. Then the Lord of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their God and to rejoice. For they said, Our God hath delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their God. For they said, Our God hath delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. And it came to pass when their hearts were married that they said, Call for Samson that he may make us sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house, and he made them sport. And they, and they set him between the pillars. And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women. And all the lords of the Philistines were there, and there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once. O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood on, on which it was born of, of the one with his right hand and of the other with his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. And the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Reading these passages of scriptures some time back, it's been some time back now, but I remember in reading these verses of scriptures, I began to fall asleep. Anybody fall asleep trying to read your Bible and study? <laughs> I wished I was spiritual enough. I never did that, but I, I occasionally get tired and sleepy reading the Word of God. I broke myself up. Went back to reading only to fall asleep. I did this multiple times. And then finally I made up my mind. I'm going to read the word of God. If I have to keep fighting this sleep, I am going to read and I'm going to study. And in that little, in that little episode, the Holy Ghost brought a little something simple to my attention. And I want to preach here tonight about strength to strength. Strength to strength. Can we pray right now? And ask the Lord to help us as we endeavor to minister this great, great word of God. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that is so rich and so precious in this place tonight, God. I thank you, God, for the anointed singing 
and the anointed music that we have heard and your presence that we have felt. Thank you for this great pastor, this host pastor that has allowed us to come and be a part of this revival. I am praying in Jesus' name, will you bless this church? Let me be a blessing. Make me furthermore a blessing. Let my mouth be your mouth. Give us a word from heaven. I am praying in this place tonight, God, that you'll lose somebody from a prison house. Loose shackles, God. Bring forth healing, God. Bring forth strength and victory. Do what only you can do, God. In this place tonight, we pray, and we'll give you praise. We'll give you glory. We're but dust and clay and ashes. We are nothing within ourselves, but we understand, no, it's not by power, no, it's not by might, but it is by your Spirit, and your Spirit is present here right now to do whatever we need you to do. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, show us your glory. Would you give God a high praise right now with your heart, with your hands, with your voice? Praise the Lord, you can be seated. Samson had a revelation. Samson had a revelation from even the more beginning of his of his years of being used of God. Looking back over Samson's life, we are familiar with the jawbone. It's a very familiar story from even Sunday school years. The story about the time when there was Philistines that had come up against Samson. And with the jawbone of a donkey, the Bible said that he picked up that jawbone and he slew a thousand Philistines with just merely a jawbone of a donkey. Something I don't know how big a jawbone is. I would say a jawbone surely wouldn't exceed probably 12, 14, 16 inches. But nevertheless, it was something that was available. In fact, it seemed to have been the only thing that was available. It seems like when Samson had nothing but a jawbone and God, it was all he needed. Can I stop and say... If all you have is God and a praise with God, all things are possible. If a jawbone's all you have, a jawbone's all you need. I'd like to preach for just a moment. Use what you've got. Just use what you've got. You ain't got to be a singer. You ain't got to be a musician. You ain't got to be a preacher. I want to tell you, just use what you've got. Praise the Lord. Samson picked up the jawbone of a donkey and slew a thousand men. But it did not come without exhaustion. It did not come without perseverance and perspiration. It did not come without him getting his physical strength involved in this victory that he won by the grace of God. It was Samson that caught 300 foxes, tied their tails together, put firebrands between the foxes, and set the Philistines' cornfields on fire. 
I want to tell you, it, it was not something that just came simple, but it was something that he had to involve his physical, his physical strength. He had to no doubt exhaust himself, but he learned, he learned a valuable lesson that we apostolics need to learn. I'd like to go ahead and jump ahead and tell you that if you're going to get anywhere with God, you're going to have to use your physical strength. The scripture says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. You know what God's looking for today? Some Christians that's willing to get their physical might and their physical strength involved in living for God. Praise the Lord. Samson was known to pick up the gates of the city, which were not just little chain link fence gates, but the iron gates of the city. Samson was known to pick them up as he strained. He picked up the gates of the city and walked up to the top of that hill. Samson in his time of weakness, in his time of temptation, his head was found in the lap of Delilah. I was reading those verses of scriptures and I got to thinking how in the world, you know the story, how can a man lay his head in the lap of a woman like this and not recognize that she is not interested in him at all. She is only interested in the money that's being offered to her if she could somehow pull down this great man's strength. Another message for another time. The only thing that I can figure is he was so intoxicated with the lust of his flesh. He was not aware that it was a work of the adversary. I've learned that sometimes people can get so intoxicated with the lust of the flesh they don't even realize the direction they're going and the steps that they're taking and how it's nothing more than an adversary to pull them out of the church hallelujah praise God so this is a time of course where he began to talk to Delilah he said if you bind me with seven green whips that were never dried I'll become like any other man she tried this but to no avail he said if you bind me with new ropes that were never occupied I'll become like any other man. She tried this, but to only find out, he broke them ropes just like they were pieces of thread. And then he said, if you'll, if you'll take the seven locks and weave them with the web, he said, I'll be like any other man. She tried this, but to no avail. And then finally the Bible said that he told her his heart. He told her, he said, I've been a Nazarite from birth. 
and a razor has never come upon my head. And when he got through telling her all his heart, she realized, I have found out what I can do to pull this man down to size. And it was at that time that they shaved his head. He got up and the Bible said that he shook himself as at other times. But he wished not that the spirit of the Lord had departed from him. So here Samson is, a backslider who is now found grinding at the meal. Some say doing the servant's job. Others say doing a woman's job. However, it was a humiliating job for a man of his character, for a man of his of his size and greatness and of his abilities to be grinding at the meal. Such a humiliating task. But finally there came a day that they began to say call for Samson that he may make us sport. They called for Samson and as they began to give praises unto Dagon their God they began to worship the idol God of Dagon and saying he has delivered our enemy into our hand. It was Samson that spoke to the young lad and said let me feel the pillars upon which this house standeth. As the lad led Samson to the middle pillars upon which the house stood. He stood there and the first thing that brought victory or rather I should say the first thing that led to the victory of this backslidden man of God. It was prayer. I said it was prayer. I want to tell somebody here tonight if you've gone astray if you're not where you know you ought to be one of the first things you ought to do one of the first steps you need to take is to go to God in prayer I said go to God in prayer I said go to God in prayer for my God still answers prayer Hallelujah. there's three things that I want to bring to your attention, which led to the great feat of Samson in this episode in Judges 16. Number one was he began to pray that backslider's prayer. Oh God, remember me. I pray thee, Lord, would you have mercy, kind of like have mercy upon me one more time. I know I've gone astray. I know I've not done right, but I've come to tell you I need your help. Saints of God, if there's ever a time that we needed to learn the value of prayer, it's in this last day. If there's ever a time the saints of God need to learn the importance and the power and the value of prayer it's in this hour Hallelujah. praise God number one it was prayer and then he said in verse 28 let's read and Samson called unto the Lord and said O Lord God remember me I pray thee and strengthen me I pray thee only this once here is one of the reasons. Oh God, that I may be at once 
avenge of the Philistines for my two eyes. One thing was prayer, but I see something else called indignation. Samson was not just praying to God, but Samson was upset at what the, the enemy had led him into, of what the enemy had done unto him. I have learned you get a saint of God or even a backslider get to the point that they get good and upset at the devil at what he's trying to do. You know what they'll do? They'll get fervent. I said they'll get fervent. Saints of God, it's time. We get sick and tired of what the devil is trying to employ on our families, in our churches, and in our country. It's time for us to stand up strong and cry aloud and spare not. It's time to get some indignation. I don't know how you feel about this transgender issue, but it kind of stirs up a little indignation. I said it kind of stirs up a little indignation. Why? Because the devil is trying to puke his filth in our face and trying to make us believe that we are the minority and that we are being weakened. But I come to stand in the face of opposition and said this is one preacher that won't give in. This is one preacher that's going to voice his opinion. This is one preacher that's going to cry loud and not going to spare. Hallelujah. Praise God. Samson got sick and tired of what the adversary was doing. Hallelujah. It's not time to get mad at one another. It's time we take our anger out where it belongs. It's time for us to take our anger out on where it belongs. God has never failed you. Don't take it out on him. And people, yes, will let you down. But the real culprit is the adversary that's working on the minds and the hearts of the people. We've got to realize and understand the adversary, the devil, goeth about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Your enemy is not individuals. Your enemy is the principalities and the powers of the air, the darkness and the rulers of darkness of this world. Hallelujah. Praise God. There is an adversary who is sometimes inconspicuous. And sometimes we get mad at people when sometimes it's not really people. Sometimes there's a spirit that's at work. Hallelujah. Number one was prayer that led to this victory. Number two was indignation. And then number three in verse number 30. Let's read 29 and 30. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up of the one with his right hand 
and of the other with his left. And Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. Now what, pray tell, would cause Samson to think that he had the power to push down a building that was holding up 3,000 people, not counting the weight of the structure. What possessed one man to think that he could push this pillar and push this pillar and bring a whole building down by just merely pushing with all his might? Samson had a revelation. I said Samson had a revelation. What's that revelation? That revelation is this. If I'll do all I can, God can do what I cannot. That revelation is this. If I'll do everything that I can, God can do what I cannot. I want to preach to you. God's strength is manifested when yours is exhausted. I said God's strength, it is manifested when mine's been exhausted. Hallelujah. Samson, what kind of a fool do you think you are trying to push this building down? You know what? God could have done it with him just touching the pillars. God didn't have to have Samson perspiring and getting all red in the face. God didn't have to have Samson exerting himself like that. Samson could have by faith spoke and the building came down. But that's not normally how God worked, at least in Samson's life. And that's how oftentimes he finds a way of working within our lives is when we do all we can. I'm telling you, when your strength that's its end, God's strength begins. I said when your strength is at its end, God's strength will begin. Praise God. I chose this title, Strength to Strength, because if I am going to tap in to God's strength, you know what I got to do? I've got to run the course of my strength. I've learned I can't just go to church and sit down and wait on the glory. You know what I got to do? I got to get up on my feet. I got to get up on my feet. I got to put my hands together. I got to leave for joy. I've got to dance. I've got to find a way of offering up a sacrifice of praise. And if I'll do what I can, God will do what I cannot. I wish somebody give some strength to God in your praise, in your worship, in your vocal cords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what sometimes we do? We go to church 
and we exhaust ourselves. But you know what we're doing? We're giving to the Lord glory and we're giving to the Lord strength. Three times in your Bible, the word says, give unto the Lord glory, give unto the Lord strength. You know what we're doing right now? We're giving God glory and we're giving God strength. Hallelujah. Mark 12 and 30 said that we are to love the Lord with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. All of our strength. Some of you can be seen. Some of you, when you was in the world, when you went to those ball games, some of you, when you went to them races, some of you, you might have went to see some wrestling matches. I've heard of people right in the house get up on the floor while they're watching that television. That one-eyed devil looking at it and watching somebody box another one down and get all excited and get almost mad when their when their fan or the one they're rooting for goes down. I want to tell you if the world can involve their strength in what they praise, why can't we involve our strength in who we praise? For he's the only one worthy to receive glory and honor and praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. I found out a little good night prayer ain't never done much for me. Now lay me down to sleep. I pray my soul you keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray my soul you'll take. That don't do much for me. And it really don't impress God either. You know what I found impresses God? Oh, God, we've got to have a revival. God, it's been too long since we've seen somebody pray through. Thank God last night. I'm just using this as an illustration. We've got to get to the point that our prayers are not just casual. Casual prayers render casual results, but fervent prayers render much results for the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hallelujah. Tapping in to that supernatural strength. Hallelujah. I remember as a little boy, my dad, who was a great family man, had a motorcycle. He had a Yamaha 100. Yamaha YZ100 two-stroke motorcycle. As a little boy, just a few years old, maybe five, six, or even seven maybe, I remember that motorcycle and one particular ride that I shall never forget we was in the country not far from where we lived and across the field perhaps four to five hundred yards across that field was a tree line and somewhere nearby the tree line there was four white-tailed deer and my dad on his little YC Yamaha motorcycle he decided 
Let's see if we can catch them before they get to the woods. You know what I learned that day? I learned that motorcycle had what they call a power band. Anybody ever heard of a power band in a motorcycle? Well, a couple have. They have what they call a power band. That power band is something, if I remember correctly, at about the third gear, there's a power band that kicks in. It's almost like a supernatural power that comes over, and it's not supernatural, but as an illustration, it's almost like a power that kicks in, and it goes from one speed unto the next speed. And I've learned in living for God that we oftentimes have got to give it all we've got, and before it's over, you know what we do? We tap into a supernatural strength, to a supernatural power, but before that power band kicks in, you've got to give it all the throttle. If the power band's going to kick in, there's got to be full throttle. I want to tell you tonight, if we're going to tap in to that supernatural power, we've got to give it all the throttle. We've got to give it all we've got. We've got to give unto the Lord glory and strength. Hallelujah. Praise God. The same mouth that I can use to speak lies and profanity and sing worldly songs and tell corrupt jokes and do all kinds of ungodly things, I can also take the same mouth and I can engage in worship in songs of praise, in words of adoration as a witness for the Lord, as a preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, what I'm actually telling you is this. You have a vehicle. You have a vehicle. If you'll engage it in worship unto God, you can actually find yourselves in those heavenly places in Christ. You can find yourselves sitting in heavenly places in Christ. These same feet that could take me down to the honky tonks and take me down to dance on the dance floors, that could take me to the hell holes and the movie houses of this world, can be the same feet, rather, that I can I can make them take me to the house of God and leap for joy and give a dance to the God of heaven and earth. You know what I'm doing? I'm using my strength to engage myself in worship, using my feet for what God designated them for. Somebody give God a praise right now. These same hands that can touch the unclean thing, that can pick up a beer bottle, that can turn on a rock radio station, the same hands that can get involved in what the devil would desire it to. I could take these same hands and they can become my way of getting into the presence of God.
My God, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. These same hands can become a way of praise to my God. I refuse to sit here silent. I refuse to go to church and act like God ain't never done anything for me. I refuse to go to church and act like he ain't never touched me and act like he ain't never blessed me and act like he ain't never healed me. I want to tap in into the presence of God. And in order for me to do that, I've got to run the course of my strength. my God. Oh, God. <laughs> Somebody engage yourself in that worship. Somebody engage your hands. Somebody engage your feet. Somebody engage your mouth. Let God know, God, I'm going to do what I was created to do. I'm going to give you glory, and I'm going to give you strength. I'm going to love you with all my heart and all my soul and all of my might. I'm going to give it to you. You've done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. Oh, the Holy Ghost is here tonight. Oh, the Holy Ghost is here tonight. Somebody can tap in to that healing power. Somebody can tap in to that delivering power. Somebody can tap in to that supernatural power before you leave tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When your strength is exhausted, God's strength's about to be manifested. I said when your strength is exhausted, God's strength is just about to be manifested. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I remember... In fact, it was camp last year, the one we're fixing to go to in about three weeks, in camp in Lexington, Kentucky. There were several different ones that were seeking the Holy Ghost. Actually, I say several, probably maybe four or five young men over here on my left that were seeking the Holy Ghost. I watched them young men, as all of them supposedly were seeking the Holy Ghost. Some was over there just kind of like this. God, I want the Holy Ghost. God, I want the Holy Ghost. And about two or three or four were just kind of like, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. But I seen one young man. As a matter of fact, this little young man, I knew his daddy before he passed away. He was near my age. His daddy come and visited our church. I think we was in revival. His daddy got up and testified and come down the aisle. He wasn't a preacher. 
you think he was a preacher. He come down the aisle testifying and all excited and enthused. It was just some weeks later that he passed away. But I saw that little young man who probably didn't know his daddy very well because he was just a little toddler when his daddy passed away. But I saw some of the same attributes in this little boy that I saw in his daddy. You know what that little boy was doing? Oh, God! God, I need the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, something like I got to be saved. You know who got the Holy Ghost that night? You're exactly right. It was a little boy who got involved in implying his strength, who lifted his voice, who didn't care what others thought, who wasn't worried about what it sounded like. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. That same kind of praying is the same kind of praying that I found out works for revival. I said that same kind of praying works for revival. It works for loved ones. It works for healings. You say, have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. I've got multiple testimonies that I could tell you maybe another time. But I want to tell you, God is still in the business of, of feeling and healing. I'd like to take your attention right now to the book of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter number 6 and verse number 12. And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obadiah, and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obadiah into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces. He sacrificed oxen and fatlings, and David danced. He sacrificed, and he also danced. He sacrificed, but he also danced. He sacrificed, but he also danced before the Lord with all his might. <laughs> praise God. I know everybody don't praise God the same way. I understand that. There's men that are better men than I am that don't do like I do. But I know we've all got to have our own way of offering a sacrifice of praise. But since I was just a little boy, I remember four and five years old doing somersaults around the front as a little boy in grade school dancing around the front of the church. It's been 30-something years ago, but I still enjoy lifting my hands and my feet and praising God and letting God know, God, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care what others are going to say. I'm not here for any other reason but for the purpose of God for the purpose of God you can't be 
worried about what others think about you. There's one opinion that matters, and it's God's opinion. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod. David was girded with a linen ephod. I believe that was recorded in Scripture to let us know. David took off his kingly robe. David took off his kingly robe and put on that simple little cloak called the linen ephod. And he got out there and he showed that I do not feel superior to anybody else. I'm just a common man. But God said, no, you're a man after mine own heart. He said, I'm just a common man. There ain't no great thing that I see in myself, but I come to give God a praise. Saints of God, we never graduate from that praise. We never graduate from our responsibility of giving glory and giving strength unto the God of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. God liked that. I said God liked that. Everybody didn't like that. I said everybody didn't like it. But you know what? Let's read on. Let's look at verse... Let's look at verse 15 and 16. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael Saul's daughter looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him. In her heart. <laughs> you see, she was from royal seed. <laughs> her daddy was rich. She wore the finest of apparel. She had all her hair in the right place. And she thought it was humiliating to get out there and to worship God in such a radical manner. Hey, we've got a lot of Michaels in this hour today who feel like that's humiliating to praise God like that. I want to tell you, it don't humiliate me. You know why? Because I know God likes it. I said I know God likes it. And if God likes it, I like it too. If God wants it, I want it too. If God said I enjoy that, I enjoy it too. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody, a particular pastor, had some, one of the saints come and said, Now, we, knowing this pastor was a little radical every now and then, 
and we got so-and-so coming tonight, this celebrity, you know, just kind of cluing him in, you know, just don't run him off. He said he come out of that office going, woo, just shouting, praising God right out of the office. You know what happened? Five people got the Holy Ghost that night. You know why? Because somebody refused to let somebody else hinder their praise and to try to stop them and quarantine their worship. We can't quarantine it. We've got to give it unto the Lord, our glory and our strength. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm just going to tell you this and try to move on. We in Louisiana one night, and I just felt like I just felt like having a session and a time of worship before I preached that night. We started praising and worshiping God, and a young lady who had a problem in her foot, who I think she said there's a big knot there. She couldn't hardly. Worship God like she was used to. She had a big knock. She was in pain. She couldn't praise God like she normally enjoyed praising God. But she went and did the best she could. She gave unto the Lord what glory and strength she could. That night, God healed that young lady of her foot. And she was really able to praise God. You know what I come to tell you? You can get a healing in your body while you are praising God. I said you can get a healing right in the middle of praising God. You can get a miracle right in the middle of offering unto the Lord glory and offering unto the Lord strength. If you'll exhaust yourself for his glory, he will manifest his glory. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Verse number 20 of chapter 6. This is probably things you've already heard. I've used this a long time ago. Since then, others have used it as well and, and have seen the same things I've seen in it too. But I want to go back and reiterate some things out of verse 20. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered himself. She said, you, in other words, ought to be ashamed of yourself. What you did today was no less than uncovering your shame before the eyes of your servants. But I like David's response. David did not say, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't know that it offended you. David was not henpecked. Praise God. I'm glad my wife don't mind my praise. But even if she did, it wouldn't stop it. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
I know personally individuals who were hindered in the worship because of what one particular family member said what they looked like when they praised God. Don't ever humiliate. Don't ever insult somebody that's praising God. Whether it's a child, whether it's an adult, or whoever it is. If somebody's praising God, never insult them. Because after all, God has a tendency. God has a tendency to take sides with the underdog. And if you want God against you, turn against his worshipers, turn against his praisers, turn against people that love him with all their heart. David said it was, and David said unto Michael, it was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel therefore will I play before the Lord and I will yet be more vile than thus I want to ask you this how can you get more vile when you've done it with all your might How can you get more vile when you've done it with all your might? I think it was just an attitude that got a hold of him that said, just for that, I'm going to give a little more. Just for that, I'm going to praise God a little more. You know what you ought to do when your adversary tries to smother your worship? You ought to say, I'm going to praise God that much more. I'm going to praise him that much harder. I'm going to give him that much more worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will be yet more vile than thus. And here's what I like. And will be base in mine own sight. Hallelujah. David said, I will be more vile and I will be base in mine own sight. One, two, one of two reasons as to why David was a man after God's own heart. One was he was a worshiper. He was a worshiper. He was a worshiper. Hallelujah. He was a worshiper. Second of all, he was humble. A man who is the most honorable, a man who was wealthy, a man who had God given great wisdom, a man who was valiant in fight, a man who was above and not beneath, got out there with a linen ephod and praised God with all his might. And he said, I will be base in my own sight. I do not do what I do, he said, for any other reason, but I do it for the glory of God. The Bible said, 
and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. God appointed me. Therefore I play before the Lord and I will yet be more vile than thus and will be base in my own sight. And of the maidservant which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I be had in honor. Therefore Michael the daughter of Saul had no child until the day of her death. Michael was not privileged to give birth to children. And I'm going to go back and reiterate something I said last night. No babies were being born. This reason was because she despised worship. Hallelujah. I do not think necessarily that it was just a coincidence. I believe that she did not give birth to children because the king did not delight in her because she despised the worship. I have learned that places that despise worship who does not promote worship often are places that are dead and it's hard to pray anybody through. You come and ask me, I won't tell you where it was at. But I'll tell you what happened. I was up one night preaching a particular message. And I got on worship. As a matter of fact, now think about it. I brought out this. I've used this a long time ago. It's been several years ago. I got up and I preached somewhat what I'm saying right now. And the pastor got up and kind of defied somewhat what I was preaching. And you know what? I've seen a church of about 75 to 100 people go down to about 15 or 20 people in just a few years' time. It was not what it used to be when a man took the church and did not promote worship like the church was used to have been promoted. Hey, it's not all in the worship, but I want to tell you, it's still a part of giving God glory. It's still a part of giving God strength. It's still a part of the will of God. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. The Bible said he danced before the Lord with all his might. You know what? The very next chapter and the very first verse, the Bible said, and it came to pass, when the king sat in his house and the Lord had given him rest round about from all his enemies. You know what God did? God gave David harmony and peace and unity after David danced before the Lord with all his might and refused to allow an individual to stop his praise. 
up to this point, it was battles. It was struggles. Philistines constantly at war. Battles were raging. But before I found harmony and unity and rest, I found a man praising God with all his might. I just want to ask you, are you having some battles? Are you having some warfare? Is there some things you kind of feel like you're having a hard time conquering? Let me ask you something. Would you be willing trying doing what David did and praising God with all your might and giving God glory and giving God strength? Hallelujah. I have learned that sometimes just praising and praying and giving God all was oftentimes the very key that opened the door to the victory that I was looking for. I have learned that oftentimes it was in a prayer meeting where I wept and travailed and prayed until my stomach hurt. That was the time that I found out that a door opened. It came after exerting and exhausting of my physical, my physical strength. But you know what God did? God showed me his strength. I said God showed me his strength. Samson, what are you going to do with that jawbone? I'm just going to swing with everything I've got and let's see what will happen. Samson, what are you going to do? You're having a hard time catching this one fox. How are you going to catch 300? I'm just going to do all I can. And you know what God did? God gave special strength and grace when Samson was willing to use his own. Samson, what do you think you're doing? I'm going to pull up these gates. And then he walks to the top of the hill. And when he's standing there between the two pillars, he pressed and he pushed. I think it kind of went like this. I'm saying is this. I think when Samson was losing his strength as it was running out, all of a sudden a supernatural strength kicked in. God, God, God brought the greatest victory Samson had ever known in his life. You know what Samson was doing? Samson was just giving it all he had. Samson was just doing all that he could. No, I can't bring this building down, but I can push. No, I can't heal my body, 
but I can praise God with all my might. No, I can't give myself the Holy Ghost. And no, I can't fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. But I've got some strength that I can give. And if I'll give my strength, God will impart his strength. If you want God's strength tonight, why don't you stand and give him your strength? If you want to tap into that supernatural strength, why don't you run the course of your physical strength? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Give unto the Lord glory. Give unto the Lord strength. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10. Whatsoever thy hand find to do, do it with thy might. Whatsoever your hand find to do, do it with your might. And I'd like to say, especially praising God, especially praying, especially praying, especially praying. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we give unto the Lord glory and strength? Hallelujah.